Hallelujah. All right, so we're continuing on with our study of 1 Samuel, and we're moving right along. We are in chapter 30 of 31. Hallelujah. So we're getting, getting, getting towards the end, and, you know, we've been looking at this from, you know, our spiritual perspective, you know, in that it speaks to the last days, you know, actually, you know, and so we're going to continue on in that theme and thread. So let's jump right in. Let me have my first reader read 1 Samuel um, chapter 30, verses 1 and 2. And it came to pass when David and his men would come to Ziklag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziklag had smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire, and had taken the women captive that were therein. They slew not any, neither great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. Hallelujah. All right, so we see that it came to pass when David, who names speaks to the beloved uh, love, David and his men would come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag. Um, and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. Okay, so here it is. Ziglag speaks to something that's winding or pressed down. Amen. And, you know, it speaks about the third day. And it, the number three speaks to spiritual completion or the end of something, you know. And we do see, or we will see, that there something is ending, you know. And what's ending for David is his pressing down or his, his him being pressed down, him being wound and pressed down is about to come to an end, you know. Uh, it's actually ending right now. You know, it's, and it's, it spoke about on the third day, the Amalekites had invaded the South. The South um, speaks to the children um, of Yah. Why? Because it's the land where the light is. Amen? Amen. You know, it's the land where the light is. You know, and so here it is, you know, spiritually speaking, we got a lot going on here. So spiritually speaking, you know, we have, we see a picture of, of David and his men, they're coming to a point, you know, when they are actually pressed down. They're, they're, they're oppressed. They're pressed down. They're persecuted. They're, they're feeling the pressure, you know. And, you know, this is coming to an end, you know, because the Amalekites, you know, a people that, the Amalekites speaks to a people that licks up. Okay, so... You know, one that licks up, they use their their tongue to consume, you know, whether they're eating or whether they're drinking. You know, this is how, you know, some animals, you know, they eat, you know, by licking, you know, stuff into their mouth, you know, whether it's food or whether it's the water. You know, and so this is just a picture of, you know, our enemy actually putting their mouths on us. You know, um, you know, so say loud now right. you know and then the south speaks to the light and so the people of the south speaks to the people of the light all right everybody see how that go 
All right, then uh, verse two spoke about them taking the women captives. You know, so they took the they took the women captives and they didn't sl slay any, great or small. They just carried them away and went on their way. You know, and so here it is. You know, they done kidnapped all the people, took all their stuff, took their animals, everything that was of value and booked up, you know. Now, anytime you see any passage concerning the Amalekites, Deuteronomy 25, 17 through 19 should come to mind. As it says, remember what Amalek did unto thee by the way, when ye were come forth out of Mizraim, how he met thee by the way and smote the hindmost of these, even all that were feeble, feeble behind thee, when thou was faint and weary, and he feared not Elohim. Therefore, it should be when Yahuwah thy Elohim have given thee rest from all thine enemies round about in the land which Yahuwah thy Elohim giveth thee for an inheritance to possess it, that thou shalt blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Thou shalt not forget it. So that's why this should always come to mind because you should never forget Amalek. Amen? Amen. And if I had to characterize any group of people today as the Amalekites, it would have have to be those who preach and teach the prosperity gospel. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is because they too prey on the weak and the feeble. Yeah. Yes. They, they, they prey on those who are who are poor, those who who are weak. You know, and sell them a bill of goods, you know, and actually, you know, put them further in the hole. You know, so yeah, we're going to keep it moving. Verses 3 through 5, my next reader, please. David, David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burning with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David, David's two wives were taken captive. Ahinoam, the Jesalites, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, uh, the Camelite. Hallelujah. Okay, so we have a picture of Ziglag. Ziglag speaks to the state of being pressed down, you know. And so here it is, David and his men, they come back to the city. And this can even, you know, be seen as Yahshua coming back and, you know, um, you know, in, in, in the future, you know, here it is, Ziglag has been destroyed. That is, the state of being pressed down has been destroyed. You know, this is the... The same same scenario you see with when Israel uh, when Israel is leaving out of Israel, the state of being pressed down had been destroyed, and Yahweh was bringing them out. I mean, you know, and so you know, but now their possessions, their women, even though they're not, they're no longer pressed down. Their possessions, their women, their sons, their daughter, everything that belonged to to David or love and his men has been taken captive by the Amalekites. 
i.e. those who prey on the weak. You know, so they've taken everything that love loves. You know, they took the wives of David, you know, that is the fruitful brethren that are pleasant, the sowing of Elohim. Akinoam speaks to um, the fruitful brethren and Yezreelites speaks to the sowing of Elohim. So you see, you put them together, you have a fruitful brethren that are the pleasant um, sowing of Elohim. You know, and those who confess Yah as their source of joy, this is what Abigail um, name means, the source of joy, the wife of the fool from the garden. Because name, well, name speaks to a fool. Right. Amen. You know, now Ziklag is destroyed and David and his men are no longer wound up or pressed down because the same, at the same time Ziklag was being destroyed, saw David's enemy who was keeping them pressed down, who was keeping them wound up and, and on pins and needles, he was being killed. So the whole reason that he was in Ziklag was because of his enemy that he loved, Saul. That's the whole reason he was there. Amen? Yeah. You know, now this reason has been removed out the way. The city has been destroyed. You know, there's no reason for him to stay there anymore because now he's not being chased out of the land of Israel anymore. Everybody see that? Yeah. You know, that's the picture that you need to see. You know, and, you know, how convenient is that, that Yah actually destroys the place he's dwelling at, you know, so that he don't have thoughts of going back. Right. Amen? Because he could, after, after he get his wife and, and children, he, you know, he could, you know, I'm going back, you know, this is my city. You know, it was given to me, right? And he could just, he could dwell there, but he doesn't. You know, and I think a big part of that is because, you know, y'all let the Malachites destroy him. You know, kind of take that thought out of his head. Yeah. Really, you know, don't want to go back there. He's tore up. You know, so verses 6 through 10, my next reader, please. And David was greatly distressed for the people's sake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was free and every man for his sons and for his daughter. But David encouraged himself, Yahuwah, his Elohim. And David said to Abathar, the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the Ephah, and brought thither the Ephah to David. And verses 8 through 10. Oh. It's all right, I got it. And David inquired at Yahuwah, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So David went, he and six, the 600 men that were with him, and came to the brook Besor. Where those that were left behind stayed, but I be pursued, he and 400 men for 200 abode behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook Besor. All right, now it's, it's some heavy stuff here. It's yeah. some, some details up in here that we kind of need to know. Amen. Amen. Concerning the return of Messiah, actually. Mm -hmm. You know, first of all, we see that David was 
greatly distressed. You know, for the people's paper stone, you know, that's something to be distressed about, right? <laughs> you know, because, you know, everybody was grieved because, everybody was grieved because, you know, everything they loved had been taken from. Yeah. You know, and so spiritually speaking, this is just a picture of when Yahshua come back, all his followers are going to be greatly distressed. Yeah. They're going to be about at the point where they're ready to give up. Yes. Can you see that? Yes. You know, and, and it's going to be because everyone's going to be so grieved for their sons and their daughters who's yes. going to be being taken and being, you know, being some going to probably die. And, yes. you know, and, and so you're going to have all this turmoil, you know, when he comes back, right. you know, um, you know, it's going to be bad, you know. But what did David do? Did he spaz out? Did he have an anxiety attack? Did he, you know, go in uh, and, and, you know, and get some edibles or something? No. <laughs> it says David encouraged himself in Yahuwah, his Elohim. Like father, like son. You know, if we're going to be, you know, the followers of David, then we need to, um, and the followers of Yahshua, then, and have a heart like David had, which was after Yah, then we have to do likewise. Amen? We have to learn to encourage ourselves in Yahuwah, yes. our Elohim. Amen? Amen. Even in, in the worst of times, because this, make no mistake about it, this is a picture of the worst of times. In the worst of times, we have to stop complaining, stop being discouraged, and begin to encourage ourselves in Yahweh Elohim. Amen. Stop worrying about what we don't have. What it looks like is unattainable when we're supposed to be serving an L who have all the cattle on a thousand years. Amen. You know, so this is what David said. He said, Call by authority, the priest, the priest of the most high you know, and he inquired at Yahuwah and asked him what he should do. And Yahuwah told him, you know, and we ought to, you know, see, learn, and do likewise. You know, and Yah told him, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Hallelujah. Okay, then we have verse 9. It says, so David, he and the 600 men that were with him. Now, the 600, very interesting number, 600. Mm -hmm. Whenever you see this number, there's warfare right. going on. Right. Whenever you see this number in scripture, it speaks to warfare in some way, shape, or form. It's in some capacity, there's going to be some warfare. Mm -hmm. and, and many times, bless you, you know, and many times you'll see it come right up in the text. Y'all bless me. That ought to do it. <laughs> you know, so that's something that I want you to, you know, to, to think about. So whenever you see that, you know, you know, it's, it's some more warfare that's uh that's 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 going on or about to go on. You know, now they, it says they came to the brook of Bizor. Now this is this is unique. See, this is what I'll be trying to tell y'all, how scripture actually paint pictures for us to see. 
you know. Now here it is, we see, you know, love coming back, you know, and he's coming and, and everything's tore up and his people are gone and his followers are upset with him and, you know, and he encourages himself in Yah, you know, and here it is. He takes his 600 men and they go on to find they, they, they love him. Mm -hmm. They going to get him back. Right. I mean, you know, it's going to come a time we're going to get our loved ones back. Hallelujah. We're going to have to go get them, you know, and they get to the brook Besor. Besor means to announce good news. Now, why is that here in the middle of the book of Samuel? Well, I'm sorry, the end of the book of, the book of Samuel. Yeah. Besor means to announce good news. Now, you had some, you had 400 that went beyond and continued to go forward, you know, um, and that's a show of them announcing the good news. But you had some that was following David, just like you had some that was following Yahshua, who could not go over the sword. They couldn't go past announcing the good news. Amen. Amen. You know, and so this is a picture of your yesterday saints. Right. You know, the, um, the 12 apostles and yeah. all those that followed them and everybody that was in that generation that saw and 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 um and experienced it of of all that wonder that Yah was doing in the earth during that time, you know, with the with the uh ministry of, of Yahshua and his apostles. You know, some of them couldn't come past that, you know. And so the 400 that continues to follow him after that speaks to folks such as ourselves. You know, we're much, we're much further, much past announcing the good news, especially here in America. You know, just like, you know, who you gonna announce the good news? So everybody know what the um heard of Yahshua, everybody know um heard of the good news they may not exactly know what it is say a lot but you know everybody know about yashua everybody yeah. know about the gospel um in some capacity or another i mean yeah. you know and so here it is this is a picture of those type of folks you know and they they, they continue on and in verses 11 through 13 it says and they found an egyptian in the field hallelujah and brought him to david and gave him bread and he did eat and they made him drink water. And they gave him a piece of, um, of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his ruach came again to him, for he had eaten no bread nor drunk any water three days and three nights. And David said unto him, To whom belongest thou? And whence art thou? And he said, I am a young man of Mizraim, servant to an Amalekite, and my master left me. Because, um, because three days ago, I fell sick. Now, you know, Torah teaches us in Deuteronomy 23, 7, that thou should not abhor an Edomite. You know, even though there are some folks out here today that, you know, tell them, tell you, Edom is the devil. And, you know, and they're the worst thing since, since, uh, since destruction came on the earth. You know, nevertheless, yeah, scripture says, thou shalt not abhor the Edomite. Yeah. Why? For he is thy brother. That's yeah. it. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And it also tells us, thou shalt not abhor an Egyptian or Mitzrayim, because thou was a stranger in his land. Yeah. Yeah, now, 
we're going to break this down today because I want you to see some key aspects to the return of Yahshua. Hallelujah. All right. It says they found an Egyptian in the field. The field represented what? Ah, hallelujah. I'm glad somebody's been listening. Yeah. Right the um, field represents the world. But they, what did they find in the field? An Egyptian. The Egyptian speaks to who? Bondage. Yeah. Not, not quite what I'm looking for. Even though, you know, they were the ones that put Israel in bondage. That's not what I'm looking for. What's, the Egyptian speaks to whom? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're the servants of Pharaoh. Um, and, and yeah, you're on the right track. But, you know, then I, I have to ask the question, what does Pharaoh represent? Hallelujah. Say it again, brother. The people of the house of Yah. You know, what nationality were those people? What tribe were those people? Those weren't the people in the house. That was the land that the house was in, but those weren't the people. Say it again. Out of the mouths of babes. The Yahudi. The Yahudim. You know, so this is a picture of the Yahudim in the world. Hello, somebody. This is a spiritual picture of Yahshua. He's going to look for his loved ones who've been taken by the Amalekites. And he finds one of the Yahudim in the field. Why do, why do I say it represents the Yahudim? What that has to do with it? Yes, that's where they were. But what does that have to do with it? Well, they they may have been, but that don't have nothing to do with this. Chosen? No. What's the question? The question. The question is. Why do I say that the Egyptian in the field represents the Yahoo? Because they were in the world at one time. Uh, they were in Egypt at one time. So that represented the world, which you say is the house of Yah now. So you said the house. You're on the right track, but you took a rabbit trail off. Ah. What was you about to say? Yah is the sword, but that has absolutely nothing to do with it. All right. Does, what does Revelation 11, 8 say? It speaks of Jerusalem as spiritual what? Spiritual Egypt. We speaking spiritually, right? All right. We speaking spiritually. So if Jerusalem is spiritual Egypt and we see an Egyptian, then we know that he's from Jerusalem, and if we know he's from Jerusalem, you know, then we know he's a one of the Yahudim. Anybody with me? No. I heard somebody, somebody said no. Yeah. No, I'm just processing. Yes. All right, so we see we have someone from spiritual Egypt, because we speak in spiritually, and spiritual Egypt is Jerusalem. So an Egyptian in the field speaks to one of the Yahudim in the world. And he says he came, 
You know, David gave him bread and he did eat. Now, bread speaks to teachings and instructions. Amen. All right. So we see David giving them teachings and instructions. Amen. You know, and he did eat. So he's doing those teachings and instructions. And it says, and he made them to drink water. Drinking water speaks to, I know y'all not going to remember this one. Council, somebody who said that? Hallelujah for the sick lady on the corner. <laughs> yes. Council, you know, and so here it is. We see um, David or Yahshua giving them bread, teachings and instructions. We see him doing those teachings and instructions, giving them counsel. And it says, and he gave him a, a piece of cake of figs. And that actually speaks to Torah. I don't think nobody's going to get that. But that speaks to Torah. And two clusters of raisins, you know, and that speaks to the teachings and instructions of Yahshua. Because raisins come from what? And grapes come from what? And who's the vine? Hallelujah. See how they go together? All right. Now, it says, and when he had eaten, oh, this is deep right here. This is so deep right here. And when he had eaten, his ruach came again to him. You know, oh man, yeah, that's deep. I'm, I'm not even gonna go there. Um, for he had eaten no bread nor drunk any water for three days and three nights. He was in the belly of the whale. You absolutely right. You absolutely right. He was in the belly of the whale. Who was in the belly of the whale? Where is Jonah in this sentence? Oh, he absolutely in there. Where is he? He's there. He's not the Egyptian. His spirit. Why you say it though? Why I say it? Yeah. You know, that's the only thing you said. You asked us that question. There had to be his spirit. He is his eternal well, spirit. Well, yeah. So in other words, you guessed. <laughs> I want I want you to know though. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm about to tell you. I'm going to tell you. All right, tell me. Okay, the reason why it's his spirit is because it's the Ruach that gives us the spirit. You think because you said the Hebrew, it's going to make it right, huh? But now go ahead. Because you say spirit in Hebrew, that's gonna make it right. right. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was funny. But uh, okay. The reason she's absolutely right though, but the reason that she's right is because um when we talk about Yona, who was in the belly of the whale, Yona means what? Yonah means dove. What came upon Yahshua after he was um, baptized? The dove in the it was the ruach hakodesh in the form of a dove. Amen. You know, and so that's what we're seeing here because this term, this term, three days and three nights, only occurs here in dealing with Yonah and in dealing with Yahshua. This is the only places in scripture you're going to see it refer to three days and three nights. You know, so when you 
put line upon line, line upon line, you know, it's going to take you there. Amen. And if you have eyes to see, you're going to see Jonas all over again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. All right. You know, so, you know, what we're seeing here is his spirit coming again in the Yahoo. So we're, where they, where they uh, went into the belly of the well during the time of Yahshua, they're going to be spewed out to go and do what they were told to do before they went off course and got swallowed by the whale. And so what you're seeing here is a spiritual picture of when they're going to come out of that well and then they're going to go and do what they were told to do. Amen? You know, see, this is why he hadn't drunk hadn't eaten no bread or drunk no water because he was in the belly of the way. Which is a type of grave in our, our, our actuality. You know, and so verse 13, and David said unto him, to whom belongest thou, and whence art thou? And he said, I am a young man of Mitzrayim, servant to an Amalekite, and my master left me because three days ago and I fell sick. Yeah, he, was, he fell sick because he wouldn't do what he was supposed to do. Amen? You know, now, uh, oh, we did Deuteronomy 23, 7 already. Verses 14 and 15. And we made an invasion upon the south of the Carethites. You know, so here it is. You know, they made an invasion of the people of light of the Carethites. And upon the coast which belongeth to um, Yahudah. You know, and um, I, I can't remember what the correct I speaks to, but Yahudah is the confessors of Yah. And upon the south of Caleb. Why do you think Caleb is there? Why do you think Caleb is there? Because that's a picture of the Gentiles. Because Caleb means dog. You know, and so here it is. You're seeing the followers of light, the children of light from the Karethites, the children of light from the Yahudim, the confessors of Yah, the children of the light that are with the, um, the Gentiles, and it says, and we burn Ziglag with fire. You know, we burn Ziglag with fire, and this is just a picture of those um, who are pressed down, those who are oppressed going through fiery trials because of the Amalekites trying to consume them. Verse 15, and David said to him, Canst thou bring me down to this company? And he says, Swear unto me by Elohim that thou wilt neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will bring thee down to this company. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, verse 16. Mm -hmm. And when he had brought them down, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of the Yahudim. Now, and this is just what Yahshua taught in Matthew 38-39, if you have eyes to see. He said, for as it as in the days that they were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall it be also the coming of the Son of Man be. Oh, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. You know, and we see here they spread abroad the earth, eating and drinking and dancing. Mm -hmm. 
Can you see that? I pray y'all can see that. Yes, yes, yes. Verses 17 through 20 of Davi smote them from the twilight until the evening. Oh, he put it on. Yes, he did. And even though the next day in their escape, not a man of them saved 400 young men which rode upon camels. Now, and, and I forgot to speak about the 400 because yes. there was 400 that went poor yes. from, from the brook of Pessoa. You know, and whenever you see 400, it speaks to temptations. It speaks to trials and testings, you know, and, you know, and so, and also devastation. So we're talking about some devastation and some trials and some testings that's, that's going forth, you know. And so here it is. We see 400 men take off and they rode upon camels. These camels speak to, they, they, they're riding upon worldly knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. You know, and so they're they're lifted up upon that, and that's what they're riding on. They say they fled, and that uh, verse eighteen, and Dabi recovered all the Amalekites, all that the Amalekites carried away, and Dabi rescued his two wives, and there was nothing lacking them, nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to him. To them, David recovered all. Hallelujah. And it says, and David took all the flocks and the herds, which they drave before those other cattle, and said, this is David's boy. Man, that's a true shepherd, isn't it? That's a true shepherd, isn't it? He said, y'all take the silver and gold. I'm going to take the flocks. Give me the flocks and the herds. Hallelujah. Because the flocks and the herds speaks to the followers. It speaks to the servants. Hallelujah. Um, and that's David's spoiler. Verses 20 through 20 through 22 through 25. My next reader, please. Who has the mic? Then I said, all the wicked men and men of Belal. Of those that went with David and said, because they went not with us, we will not give them all of this war that we have recovered. Save to every man his wife and his children, that they may lead them away and depart. Then David, then said David, ye shall not do so, my brethren, with that which Yahuwah hath given us, who has preserved us and delivered the company that came against us into our hands. For who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as his part is that goeth down to the battle, so shall his part be that tarrieth by the stuff. They shall part alike. And it was so from the day forward that he made it a statue and an audience for Israel unto this day. Hallelujah. Okay, so here it is. We see that. After they go and they done had this great victory, Yah done gave them this great victory, you know, now we have the tempting. Remember the 400 mm -hmm. speaks to temptations and trials? Yeah. Here's the temptation and the trial right here. Yeah. These wicked men of Belial right. tempted David, mm -hmm. you know, saying, you know, because they didn't go with us. Right. The ones that we left over there on the other side of the sword, we, we're not sharing the spoil with them. Mm -hmm. We're going to give them their wife and children and, you know, and everything that they that they lost, and we're going to send them on, on their way. We're keeping this. You know, but because our L is a just L, right. and right. because King David had a heart after yeah. God, yes. he said, Ye shall not do so, my brother, with that which Yahuwah have given us. You know, you was spazzing out talking about stoning folks. 
I the one who encouraged us in Yahoo. I'm the one who prayed and y'all told us to go forth. So I don't know who you think gonna listen to you in this matter. It's not gonna be me. You know, but as his part is that go up down to the battle, so shall his part be that tell you about the stuff. And they shall and they shall part alike. You know, what if what if they would have came and left the stuff? Right. Okay. You know, and you come yeah. back in the stuff, don't okay. think you'd have been crying about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You now, this is no different than what Yahshua said would happen when he come back. You know, he said he gave a parable concerning the workers of the vineyard, the, the laborers of the vineyard. Matthew 28 and 9. So when even was come, the Adonai of the vineyard said unto his steward, call the laborers and give them their hire, beginning with the last unto the first. And when they came, they were hired about the 11th hour. They received every man a penny. And you know, a lot of people had a problem with this. They had a problem because those who started in the first hour, they said, we don't work through all the day. And here it is, it's the 11th hour, it's the end of the day. And you want to give us, you're going to give us the same penny you're going to give the one that you just brought in in the 10th uh, hour? He only worked the hour, you're going to give him the same penny? And yeah, and y'all sure say, what? Hey, 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 it's my money. Right. <laughs> you upset with me because I choose to do good? Wow. Did I not give you what you agreed to? I gave you exactly what I told you I was going to give. But because I give somebody else the same thing, you upset with me? If I want to give them two pennies. That's my business. Well, he didn't actually say that, but you know, but but that that would be his business. You know, can't tell him what to do with his own. You know, you got exactly what you was what you was hired um, for. What you what was promised you, that's what you received. You know, but you got a lot of people will be upset about that. You know, nevertheless, this is a perfect example of what David did. You know, and this is the way it's going to be when y'all sure return. Yeah. You know, everybody will get the same pay. Verses 26 through 31. Um, my next reader, please. And when we came to Ziglag, he sent of the spoil unto the elders of Judah, even to his friends, saying, Behold, a present for you of the spoil of the enemies of Yahuwah, to them which were in Bethel and to them which were in South Ramah, and to them which were in Jetir, and to them which were in Aurora, and to them which were in Sipsethmoth, and to them which were in Eshtemoth, and to them which were in Raquel, and to them which were in the cities of Jeramilites, and to them which were in the cities of Kenites. And to them which were in Hormah, and to them which were in Kor Ashan, and to them which were in Athak, and to them which were in Hebron, and to all the places where Dawid himself and his men were, were, excuse me, and to them which were in Hebron, and to all the places where Dawid himself and his men were wont to haunt. Hallelujah. Okay, so uh, we're going to define these terms. Bethel speaks to the house of Elohim. Uh, Yatir, preeminent or remnant. 
Sifmoth, fruitful, Rakal, trade or merchant, uh, Hormad, devoted or devotion, Athak, uh, a lodging place, Yeramelites, El will be compassionate, Ramoth, heights, Aurora, ruins or wasteland, Estamoa, obedience, Kenite, smiths, Korashan, furnace of smoke, Hebron, alliance or friendship. And that's all I have for you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.